Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Guys leave a tremendous impact on the yeshiva. I want to describe why graduation and the whole period of graduation in Durham is so powerful and there's an electricity at the end of the year. I'd like to describe it a little bit. I'd like to describe why it's so magical and, and even why... We've discussed... Is Matas Palak here now? Not yet. Ah, perfect, perfect. Matas is pounding Makas. And I want... There's a Gemara in Makas. There's a Gemara in Makas that says, Harbi Lomadim Raboisai, Mechavera Yoisimem, Mitalmida Yoisimikulam. That Harbi Lomadim Raboisai, a lot I learned from my Rebbeim, now that line is very, very wild because a Rebbe, I'm 48 years old and my Rebbe, I think a lot about what my Rebbe did to me, did for me and did to me. I think about it a lot. I was Zoychet here nine years of Shiurim by my Rebbe, but really many, many more decades because I grew up as a little kid. I heard him Shalashudis for years, for many, many years, and his speeches attracted me. The person very much, things he said resonated a lot by me, and I'm 40 and I still think about what drew me, what changed me, what, what hit me so, and there, I can, I can articulate things that got to me from my Rebbe. But a Rebbe is life-changing. A Rebbe, my Rebbe, in a world that I didn't hear much about emotion, and human frailty, and I thought you're just supposed to be stark. And my Rebbe would talk a lot about human frailty, his own, and that was one of the things that, like, very much, like, drew me. Like, wow, there's such a thing. You're allowed to be frail. There was something about that. I think he was many years ahead of his time, and spoke about things I hadn't heard much from others. So. That was like very exhilarating and drew me in a lot that you're allowed to be human. I thought that was amazing. But there are many aspects what my Rebbe brought to me. Lemaisa, a Rebbe changes your life. And then you say, Really? Now I want to say, if the experience of teaching is you teach over, you have your shiurim and you teach your shiurim beautifully. You have things, beautiful things to teach, and you spend a year teaching it. And then the next group comes in, and you teach for the year. And then the next group comes in, and you teach for the year. Then don't you dare tell me, that's a bunch of baloney. You say, oh, what do you mean? A guy once has to cash away. Stop, stop, stop. stop. You're ready change. And, and, and you could say, well, the force to share my stuff didn't matter who was sitting there. You didn't, you didn't share your stuff with different people. You shared your stuff. Elamai, the pressure. So let's say you pretended there were no. You found out there were no real talmidim. They were all robots that year. So it wasn't mitalmidim. That was your you, what you thought were talmidim. You found out you had none. So it's not mitalmidim. Your pressure to say share. I hear. So theoretically, if there were a bunch of people dressed up, they were all guys who was usher to teach Torah too. So, your pressure to teach. Who said, is saying something. They have Talmidim, you're impacted. So, it's saying something. What's Mitalmidia Yaisim Kulam? 
What's very, very dramatic about a graduation time in yeshiva, in a very secular education place, it's a bunch of malarkey graduation. Because if you think about a secular school where the teachers taught their subjects, math, science, it could even be Talmud, it could even be Chumash, but the teachers taught their subjects and a group of people pass through their classrooms. So it's not the kids graduate. What do you mean he graduated? The teacher graduated. He finished his limudim. He finished his limudim. Nothing dynamic happened to people. Then a new group comes in and they plug into the curriculum. Then a new group. It's not the kids graduation. I mean, they, they learned that material, I guess. So they're celebrating. The, I don't know, are they excited to finish that material? They finished your material. You, you graduated. Another group of people passed before you. But in a world where it matters people's journey, where are you up to? What are you thinking? What are you, it matters your journey. So then graduation is electric. People have reached the state. They've come. They've traveled. They've worked. It matters. In a world where you teach like that, it matters who's in front of you. Yep. And there's dialogue and connection. Then it's possible to say somebody shares with you in a way your Rebbe didn't share with you his own journey. You experience the journey in a way you've never experienced in your life. Then I can hear a world, but there has to be people and experiences, and it matters their experience. You're actually like sharing in somebody's experience and journey and process. And, what's, and you're being taught a lot. You don't have an end game that he ends up a certain... You don't know where it's going to end. You don't know where it's going to go. You don't, it's not like that. There's somebody who's working through. There's a soul who's processing, who's figuring out, who's on a journey, graduation becomes very, very real in such an environment. People have traveled. People have moved. They haven't finished your stuff. People have moved. A lot of people have graduated. The guys in yeshiva really make an impact on yeshiva to the point it's a very hard place. I was talking to guys about this. Right, Farkas, the guys who come back you know, we have 12th grade, some guys come back 13th grade. It's not like they're staying almost. You know, it's not like you're staying in the yeshiva. The yeshiva dramatically changes yearly because the new guys, 100 new guys come to yeshiva. It's a different yeshiva. If it's the same bell ring, science man, bell ring. So the yeshiva is like remarkably the same. The personalities don't really matter. Maybe by recess, maybe if, if you... But what the yeshiva is, is the same classes. Where guys, the different guys, different struggles, different ideas, different things come in, and it's 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 allowed, and you're allowed. So the yeshiva dramatically changes yearly. It's a, and we all have to readjust to the new yeshiva, the new chaver, the new guys who come in. The guys have an opportunity to really impact the yeshiva tremendously, and guys' journeys stay in yeshiva. You could see years of guys who, who were impacted by guys in the past who brought things, who created things, who developed things. It's interesting. Rabbi Kaf in the yeshiva has a certain shear. Nachi Sklar built his shear. Let's be honest and real. 
He created, he got a group of Chevronachi, and with beauty and sincerity, and he built a certain crew, and it still exists in Yeshiva. There are guys, Talmud Mabnachi, who, who aren't, don't necessarily, he built something in Yeshiva that's still there. He found himself a Rebbe, Haseilich Harav, and created a certain environment that still exists, still functions yearly. It's amazing. You built it four years ago, Nachi? Three years ago. Three years ago, it's still existing in Yeshiva. That's... That's a, that's a structure that lasts, that still remains a certain group and a certain... So I want to say that we were Zaycha, that Chaim was both a Bachar in the Yeshiva, then a dorm counselor in Yeshiva, a Mashpia in the Yeshiva, and, and he, changed, he changed me, he impacted my children, and he impacted the Yeshiva, somebody, the Chaim's own journey, and... I'd say the word emotional nuance, like really, he's a very good listener who gets it, who hears, who understands, who's willing to not, un- like to try to understand. And taught, his teacher, I don't want to say taught me a lot, like I got it already. I don't got it yet, but I'm working on getting it, like I'm trying to understand better, trying to listen. Guys ask for meetings. I promise I want to meet with every guy. I tell guys, I want to, I want to, I want to meet with all the guys all day, hours. I want to hear. And I'm working. I tell my wife a lot of times frustrating that I wasn't able to listen properly. I have a lot of systems I see on myself and not feeling emotionally. So I could be quiet. Are you hearing? Are you absorbing, Kalish? I have a lot of tricks that I've developed, carefully crafted over the years to not feel, I'm not doing it to you, I did it to me. And it's hard. It's hard to like really hear and to process and to feel and to be there. A guy, a guy feels upset, like, why didn't you give me a meeting? I want to meet with you, I promise you. But I don't want to just be that you met with the wall. I want to be a person there. And I have to be, I have to be there, I have to be there and be present. Chaim taught me a lot of that. I watch him listen to somebody else and be present for that. It, it's not just a matter of listening. Guys in Yeshiva, I thought about this a lot. Guys love speaking to Morty Samwitz. So Yosef and I were talking about it, why guys love speaking to Morty. And I say the reason is when you tell him something, you move him. He's moved by it. A guy could tell him something, you could see in his body, he like hears you. It's not what he says, it's not how he answers. I like that he just, he really hears you. You could feel it, you could sense it. It's not a trick in a book like to learn how to listen and okay, say the right thing. Oh, that must be hard. All we think when you say that is shut up. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a trick. I'm talking about that you're listening, that, you're, that it's going through your system, that it's making an impact. You tell Morty something that has impacted him. You've impacted Morty. There's a humility to that. There's an honesty to that. There's taking walls down. We all have good walls that we do for good reasons. Hashem built us smart. We weren't always ready to hear. I'm learning slowly. You'd be impressed. I'm because of you. A guy will tell me something, I've gone on walks and I've started crying because a guy told me and I really heard what he was saying. I just, you'll find yourself crying because you heard what he said. You want to hear, and Chaim brought levels of listening, of understanding, of understanding ourselves, getting ourselves, experiencing Hashem built us well. From that place, we're safe without many of our walls. We can deconstruct. We built them when we needed them. 
but clearly it's a dar that wants to take down some of the walls. It's a generation that's, that's willing and wants to take down some of the walls, and we could do it. Chaim brought tremendous amounts to the yeshiva, incredible what he brought to the yeshiva. I don't know why my mind's going to one conversation with the guy. I could tell Chaim which bacher in the gazebo in yeshiva. And Abacher was, 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 was expressing a lot of pain, and I was there with Chaim. The guy recently texted me. He recently, this Bacher, been through a lot of tzar, and the way Chaim was listening, I was sitting there, the way I'm watching Chaim experience his experiencing, and, learn, and me saying, I need to learn how to experience what he's experienced, need to learn how to listen. What my walls, I'm like, I'm like problem solving well before, I was giving the answers. I, I was giving answers well before I was feeling what he was saying. So that one experience in the gazebo was, but I've seen it many times with Chaim. So I want to ask Chaim, I'm happy he's back with his wife and with Yisrael. I wish him a mazel tov on his victory last night in uh, Balderdash. And Chaim was <laughs> Okay, so I'm very nervous. Um, I just think it's very interesting, and I'm going to tie this in, in a way. Rebbe was just giving me a compliment about breaking down the inner walls uh, within ourselves so that we can actually feel. I think I spent the first two years of being in Waterbury breaking the walls, of, literally the walls of the yeshiva. Me and Yehuda, I'm saying I literally broke walls constantly. It was a real problem. <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually broke the walls of the yeshiva. It wasn't a joke. Um, uh, yeah, Rebbe asked me to speak, so my mind went flying for like two days. Um, so I just wanted to share an idea, something that's been on my mind. It's something that I use practically in my Avodah Hashem. In my, it's something that's like, I would say, a, a foundational stone in my... In, in the way that I that I like to serve, in, in, when I when someone says a vart like this, they know this is like a chaim vart. Like people that know me love telling me things like this, um, and it also connects to a lot with what Rebbe was just saying, which is always like that. Um, I'll, I'll I'll start off and I'll I just want to say that I'm, it's it's hard for me. I have Rabbi, Rabbi Farkas, Rabbi Kalis, Rabbi Thaler. I have all the guys here. I have my wife here. And the guys here are honest, so if I like, I'm saying like stuff, then like you guys will know. So there's a, like, cause I can speak anywhere else and say like a cool idea. It's like, wow, I love that, whatever. But here it's like, there's an honesty that exists that's very hard to, to come off as like a, I can't, I can't be Joey Rosenfeld right now. Not Joey Rosenfeld is that, but at some, but I can't pretend to be somebody else. I have to like really share it for myself. So it's like a very like, legit thing but yeah so the Baal Shem Tev speaks about a lot or not about a lot but there's an idea that comes from the Baal Shem Tev. it's a very dangerous idea a lot of his Talmidim were not into this um, but I want to bring out a point from this idea that the Baal Shem Tev speaks about this idea that when you get plagued with negative thoughts or machshava zaros, something that's not appropriate for the situation at hand. He speaks about this idea of of alias going to like the root of it and like being metakin b'sharshav to like take that idea, whether it's an inappropriate thought or whether it's like 
I really want to hit that guy, or whether it's just like I don't want to be here right now. A machshav azar, something that's not something that's not meant to be in this moment right now. Something that's not meant to be here. I'm thinking about my dog, but I'm davening, right? Like, wh- why am I doing that? So, the Balshamta speaks about that in each em- or an emotion that comes up that doesn't make sense in the moment. Like, why is it coming up? So, the Balshamta speaks about this idea that there's an I- that you elevate that. You go to the root of that I, of, of that emotion or thought. In in the moment, he speaks about in the moment, and you find the source of it, and then you, when you get to the source of it, then you bring that and you realize that it's all about Hashem, how I love Hashem, how I fear Hashem, how I am, you know, nothing compared to Hashem, whatever the idea is, right? So the Magad of Mezrich and the Balatani very quickly say like not to like, not to be Isaac in this in the moment. This is not something that like. We're meant to get like obsessed with the main eitzah in general when we're having thoughts that trouble us is to, to just be like, dude, it's just a thought. Like, there's a lot of stuff that goes on. Human beings are very complex, but like, don't take yourself too seriously. You know, has to or share with somebody else, but like, don't don't give it too much credence. It's not such an important thing. Um, but I I this teaching this this. This idea from the Baal Shem Tev impacted me deeply in a way that came out in the moment. We're taking it out of the moment. But I have a lot of things that I do in my life, a lot of things that I did in the past that are like very troublesome. There's things that I, there's things that I, there's thoughts that I have, there's constant like, I'm, very, I'm a very lazy person, I think I am. Um, I have a lot of like things going on. So like, what do I do with like this like endless like negative characteristics that I'm constantly finding in myself? So, something that, something that I, that I try to do is that, okay, I'm not doing it in the moment. But what I do is that I, I reframe. I, I go back to myself and I go that like nothing is bad. Not, nothing inside of me is bad, right? Like Rabbi Kilish was just sharing that. There's nothing inside of me that's bad. Now, what comes out of me could be a lavdaraisa, could be mamish, the worst stuff in the world. What comes out, the output is different than the shirish of where it comes from. So when I look at myself, I have to know that I have tremendous kaychas inside of me. Clearly, from the way that I'm thinking, from what I'm, what I'm, what I'm seeing, from what, like, everything that's going on inside of me, there's a lot going on inside of me. So what do I do with that? I have to know that there's a lot. Okay, I'm not dealing with it in the moment. In the moment, I usually go, it's just a thought, it's fine. Or I go to, like, I share it with somebody else. But to know that what the Baal Tov was saying, okay, I'm not Isaac in the Avoida of being Ola like the Machshav Zara, I have to know that also, okay, not in the moment, but just to know that myself, that all these things are happening because there's tremendous kaychits inside of me that are asking for Hashem. One of the things that Baal Shem Tov says that like, when you really dig deep down to the Sherish of that negative thought, negative idea, you will find a part of you, and he brings it down to the spheres, he breaks it down to like, we all have seven emotive traits, seven emotions. And if we break down every thought and feeling comes from these seven spheres, and all the spheres are clearly used like Kedusha. Yeah, there's obviously ways to use it, not like Kedusha, but every single emotion and feeling that we have and thought comes from a place of Kedusha. So when I know that about myself, I stop thinking of myself as bad. Yes, there's a lot of things that I do that, that, that are not... Yes, you know, I'm, I'm lazy. There's a lot of different things that are going on. The reason I'm using lazy is that 
I, I heard this from somebody that Rav Chaim Kanievsky said on himself that he was a very lazy person. Now he was, a, he sat down and learned his whole life. That's not a coincidence. That's the person that says he's the laziest person in the world, or I don't know if he said the laziest person in the world, but he said I'm a very lazy person, sat down and learned his whole life. He clearly used that in order to learn. Like it's not like the Gemara Sukkah says, I'm Shabbat, and he has There's a way to use every single thing that we have. Okay, Lemaisa, I'm using it negative. I got to take care of that. And I'm not meant to be involved in like, in the moment of me thinking the negative thing, like bringing it up and like whatever. But just to know that there's things inside of me and they're all deep, special kaychas. When I rewire myself in that way, it, take, it becomes a different thing. I, Reb Nachman, I, I, it's not clear from Reb Nachman and a lot of Reb Nachman tires are also, it's not clear from Reb Nachman, but it's kind of like a svasamis on steroids, I, th- I find. Like you don't know what he's ever saying, but like you think you know, and then he says like a one-liner, and you're like, wow, but even that one-liner you don't really get because it's based on a whole teaching. And you're like, oh, and it's like, okay. But something that I said from the Baal Shem Tov, that he equates the, the Midas that we have to the Isis of the Torah. That the emotions that we have to the Isis of the Torah. That every ice in the Torah matters, right? Without one ice, the, the Torah is a Torah's puzzle. And he brings that our Amidas are also like that. That without each and every single emotion that we have, he doesn't say it like this, and I could be completely wrong, but this is how I understood it, that... And he speaks about this idea that a lot of the times they're stuck in a lot of chayshech. There's a lot of chayshech in those midas, and you have to uncover it. There's a lot of, a, there's a lot of uncovering and, un, and processing of what's going on. But every, every ice and every mida, every emotion and thought that we have, has in it an element of kedusha inside of it. Now what I do with that is that I have to really uncover it. But then when I realize that inside of that, there's a deep, 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 connection and powerful connection to Hashem in that thought, in that emotion, I actually become to elevate it and it becomes more and more and more present. It becomes a, a central stone in the service of Hashem. I want to I wanna tell you guys something. I'm a little upset that it's being recorded, but I'm going to speak out there more remez. But my Yitzhahara taught me a lot of lessons. My Yitzhahara taught me a lot of lessons in my life. And one of those lessons is that I, I deeply need deep connections in my life. I can't survive without deep connections. Like I just, okay, like maybe somebody else could, whatever. I'm somebody that without deep, deep connections just doesn't survive. Um, and another thing is that I, I, I really look for the secrets inside of everything. I look for like the, the deepest parts in people. I look for like the, the, the deepest parts in, in interactions with people and the deepest parts in things. And my Yitzhahara taught me that. Like it's, it, my Yitzhahara is my Rebbe in a lot of ways, but in, in, in one of the, is that I can't survive without those two things. And Rebbe spends time with this idea And I just want to share this, like, there's a lot of stuff that I want to share, especially with Rebbe and with the Chavra, that I, 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 I spent time, in, this is the beginning of the year, being in a call that was very, very good. And... It was, like the, it was like the best thing for me, according to the entire world. Like it was perfectly crafted for me. But the more time I spent there, and it was like, I want to learn halacha, I want to learn all these different things. And it was like, what's the problem? I mamish didn't feel like myself. I, 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 I don't know how to explain it. I literally didn't feel like myself. And I, and I was very like, Kim Tartishal, I'm married, I'm a kol guy. How come I can't stay in a conventional kol? Like, a good place that's going to teach me a tremendous amount of Torah, 
from a very special person. Like, how come I can't, like, do that? Like, how come I just can't, why can't I just be like, and the guys in that call are not that normal, like, in, in the way that, like, they're very, like, normal. They're very gishmake, outgoing, like, chavra. Like, how come I can't be like, why can't I just be like everyone else? Why can't I just do the thing, just be the guy that just, like, sit, like, just, just do it. Like, just, and mamish, like, my entire body was like, every Rebbe that I was calling was telling me to stay. Every person that, but like just my heart was like, I, I just don't know what to do. I, I mamish don't feel it. And it's like, all my rebbeim are telling me something. But then I have a voice in the back of my head going, Chaim, just do you. Chaim, you have to get in touch with the Torah and build a deep cheshek with it. Obviously, it's the voice of Rabbi Kailash in my head. And, and I don't know if it's true or not true. And like really bringing that, going through that process I made the decision to like leave and because I wanted to build a deep, deep relation to, to Yiddishkeit. And something that I found on the other side of that, and it was not easy, it was not easy at all because like I'm a cool guy, I'm married already, like I should just be like normal, just be normal Chaim, just be normal. Don't be that guy, you don't always have to be that guy, you can like, you can still too to like the yeshiva system for a little bit. Not that I'm not in a yeshiva now, but something that I found from listening to my heart and in a deep way I was davening I went to Kvarim I spoke to my Rebbeim and like it wasn't like a quick two second decision it was like I was Isaac in this for like a good month what I what I found in like my own personal Chanech or my own Hoylech is is that I found the Achilek in Torah I, I, I really found a deep 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 connection with the Torah I don't know how it happened. Like, it's a crazy story. We can get into it if you want to ask me. I found a deep, deep connection with the Torah. But a connection with, with, with Torah that's not based on, like, what anybody else thinks about me. Because, like, I, I tell people what I'm learning nowadays, and they look at me like, you, okay, good, good job, son. Keep it going. You're, you're good. And obviously, I'm, like, I'm learning in Rabbi Rezik's call. I'm, I'm taking care of my, myself. But there's, like, a certain part of me that's, like, has to be, like, and... I'm learning Torah that's very much connected with the idea that my Yitzhahara taught me, that I need to connect to secrets and, and I need to connect with the deepest parts of Torah. I just, I just do. I need to connect with the deepest parts of things. I don't know why Hashem made me this way, but I, um, I see that in this process I'm deeply falling in love with the Torah in a way that I've never seen before in my life. And it's not because I'm forcing myself to be a certain way. It's because I'm listening to my Yitzhahara. I'm literally listening to my Yitzhahara telling me that you need to be a certain way and you can't survive otherwise. Like, what, what's my other Eitzah? Like, I, I tell a lot of people, like, they're telling me, maybe you should be learning something else. Maybe I'm, I hear, I, I want to learn Kola Torakula. I want to learn every halach. I want to keep everything. What's my other Eitzah? I love this and it's the only, it's the something that keeps me learning and keeps me growing. It's something that I wake up early for every single day and it's something that I constantly think about. Do, do you want me to go to something else that's not doing that for me? And it's something that I'm constantly beating myself up in my own head. And these are mostly conversations that I have with my head. Most people don't tell me this. But it's a constant conversation. It's like, what do you want from me, Hashem? Do you want me to like run away from my Teva? Or do you want me to work with my Teva? The way that I, the way that I love things. The way that I have always seemed to have gone and learn and to look for things in life. And when I, when I do these things, when I connect to like the deepest parts of myself... It's not easy because there's a lot of flack from my own head mainly, but also flack from like random people. But something that I, that I, that I, that I found is that the more and more 
I, I, I honestly and truly listen to like what my, what my heart is saying. My connection to Torah becomes deeper and deeper and deeper. And the more I listen to like every part of myself, the more I listen to all my midas and all my, all my thoughts and emotions, but not like in a way that I'm like constantly obsessing over them, in a way that it's, in a way that it's, um, in, in a way that it's taking note of what my system likes. Meaning that I'm not listening to like everything that's going on, but like, oh, it's interesting that I have an atiyah towards these things. What's a way that I can get, give myself this in Kedusha? What's a way that I can, I can harness this in Avodah Hashem? What's a way that I can make sure that I have this in my relationship to Hashem? And when I do that, I, I develop a deep, deep connection that keeps my heart pumping in the middle of the night. It keeps me going and it keeps me searching and it keeps me constantly looking for deeper ways to connect to Hashem. And uh, i just thinking a lot about this. Rabbi Kalish keeps on saying, be you, be you, be you. I, I, it's a constant unfolding. But the more and more I, I listen to that, the more of a deeper connection I have to Hashem. And the funny thing is that what happens, I end up, I, I somehow end up being more starker. That's, that's it. Thank you for letting me share. You need to hear the brothers. I'm very intrigued that Tyrus called the song. It's a very complex sugya. We learned getting in yeshiva. David Amelech was punished because he said zmiras hayuli chukecha. So it's a sugya you have to learn. David Amelech called Tyrus zmiras, and it was considered a punishment. So it's a sugya. On the other hand, at the kisul lechemes hashira azayis, the Tyrus called the song, and. We've discussed this many times that a song is connecting to the deepest place inside of you. Little kids, you sing to them and they like it. They're gripped and it connects to very. Rev Sandler in his Safer on Song says that in Shemayim, that's how people talk with song. So it's very familiar to us. And Tyrus called the Shira, it's supposed to connect to the deepest places inside of us. And this thing that Chaim spoke about, his own journey. I love the Baal Shem, he said over, that's incredible Baal Shem, that the Shairish of every Nikuda, there's a Shairish Lataif. Chaim brilliantly said, in the moment, don't go to that Baal Shem. You'll end up giving too much credence to the thought. But out of the moments to know that our Shrashim, our, wonder, our roots are great, and the things that pull us, I'm not... We, you don't need help. The Baal Shem doesn't need, like, and Bob Flusker today <laughs> said like the Baal Shem, and we all smile proudly. Bob Flusker needs, needs chizuk from the Baal Shem. The Baal Shem doesn't need. We get the world's very into IFS. Every truth is in the Torah. People who know the Baal Shem's Torah, that it's, it's, it's very, very old Torah that the world is tapping into a little bit today is very, very cool stuff. If you know the IFS, how it works, it's all tapping into that Baal Shem. So the Goyim can, Chachem Bagayim Tamen, they can figure out some truths that the Baal Shem said already many, many years ago. IFS is a craze that's like dominating the world today. A lot of Chachamim are running there, and it's just, it's very, to me, it's very accurate. It has its Shrashim, 
in this tire of the Baal Shem. It's just very accurate. The point of IFS is all your internal things are all have good shrashim. They figured it out. So it's just true. Hashem built us right. That was, Hashem did build us right remarkably. Hashem built us very, very right. So I really want to thank Chaim for sharing the Torah. When, when Chaim shares his own journey and the things that drew him, this is not getting me and gripping me. That vart that Torah is called the Shira, that comes from a deep place, that comes and we connect to in a very deep way, I think is very connected. That Torah is called the Shira. It's very appropriate that after Chaim, I believe he just sang to us, but I'm going to ask him to sing with his brother now. So I'm going to ask Chaim and Shloyme to sing. You pick any song you're feeling. something three minutes thank you Chaim three minutes and we got to get to say it but a real three minutes not a Kalish three minutes a Raithaler three minutes an honest three minutes like this quickly 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 there's Lekavot Chaim there's Lekavot Chaim I want to share something Chaim there's a Gemara Psachim the Gemara Psachim remember any Gemara with traveling Kalish jumps in that's Gemaras that catch me so the Gemara advises when you should do trips and the Gemara says that journeying, I cannot see a thing, but let's try. 
I shouldn't say that. Kafui toiv. I could see, but it's a little blurry. Amarav. Dam Rav Yehuda Amarav. Rav Yehuda says in the name of Rav. Lo'olam yikanis adam chitoiv yetzeb chitoiv. A person should always park when it's toiv, when it's light, and the yetzeb chitoiv and travel when it's light. So the key is to travel by daytime hours. In the night is not a time to set out on journeys. It's dangerous the night, it's dark, it's scary, robbers are around. Always travel. La'olam yukanis, la'olam is very strong advice. Yukanis adam b'chitayv, b'yetze b'chitayv. Yukanis means to park. And to set out, always travel in the daytime hours. Let's see if I can read the Rashi. Says Rashi, If a person travels on the road, Yekanes Arvis Lebeis Malayin. At night, go to an inn. While the sun is still shining. And in the morning, wait till the light starts shining, the yatsa, and then go out. Then it will be good for you. The light is good. Because says on the light that it's good. What's it's good? Because animals don't tend to be out at, during the day, they come out at night, many of them. And they're not out by day. People are around. They smell the smell of people. Robbers don't function by day. So always travel by day. Yisrael, you ever learned that Gemara? Yeah, the Gemara is a good advice. Simple advice. Is it still true today? A guy like me thinks. Today, today the highway lights. So you could say, by the way, always don't. Don't run to anything else. Always get the Pshad of the Gemara. The Pshad of the Gemara, very strong advice. Rabbi Yudah Marav said, always travel by day. Yekanes b'chitoiv means to park. Go to an inn while it's still day. Park. Settle at night. Find yourself a Motel 6. Settle down. Yekanes b'chitoiv. Stop traveling when it's still light. B'chitoiv. Now, that advice, Avi, that advice is good advice. Maskimavala, it's good advice. And be careful, Hevra, don't travel. I get very upset, don't you dare drive tired. Chas v'shalom, chas v'shalom, Hevra. Very, very important topic to travel by night as the sun is shining, to travel safely is very, very important. I get very upset. Guys travel late at night. Guys exhausted. Now everybody's body's different. Today their lights, their, the headlights of the car. Gemaras are true for eternity. I would like to study this Gemara with you in a second. But certainly the Pashas, the Gemara, to travel in a safe manner with a no listim and no chayas is very, very important, Yisrael. And never drive tired. It's very upsetting. A guy is losing merits to ever drive tired. You pull over and you go to sleep somewhere. I have slept by most rest stops in the tri-state area at this point. 
you're tired, I don't care if I'm 15 minutes away from my house or away from a meeting, and the meeting I can't be late and I'll be an hour or two late, you pull over and you sleep. You don't drive tired, it's extremely dangerous. People, people fall asleep driving, and people who fall asleep felt I'll never fall asleep. You can't drive when you're exhausted. You're not allowed. You pull over somewhere, not even like get, you see you're getting what you pull over, and you see you're running late, so you'll miss the event, but you're going to make future events. So don't drive tired. But Lamai said, what's Chazal saying? Set out when it's light, and park when it's light. It really says park first. Park when it's light, and then set out when it's light. And it's Dvarim Pshutim, I only have one minute of my three left, Shlema, that in our lives, we, our lives function with night and days. Night and days. And days are times of tremendous clarity when you're, you're a tiger, you're a beast. That's the yaim, you're energetic and fiery. And the Lila is a time when there's a lot of disclarity. The Listim and Chayis Royce are are out there, all different things threatening you. You don't have all the clarity. It's in the dark, and there are dangerous things lurking to pull you away. And the key point is that travel is meant for the day. And I want to explain that in the hard times, the avoid is to park and settle and keep what you have. Park and settle and keep what you have. In the dark times, there's a tremendous myelin that you may sin or whatever you call those, we call it here in this Chazal, Laila, are not meant for traveling and journey and adding. We have different things and Hashem designed us that. We have Yemei are where you're being expansive and traveling and conquering new vistas. And then in Yemei Chayshech, you park in the inn and you hold on to what you have. That's the, the avoid of the, the, day, the light time hours are meant for travel, journeying, expanding, pushing further. And the night time meant to collect all that you have, to rest your weary bones, make sure you have anything, settle in an inn, pack in all your stuff. You're not meant to travel in advance, you're meant to consolidate and make sure you settle down, you check everybody's together. There's mindless to each, to each thing but to know how to use the different kufas of our life. If there's times you have a nighttime matziv, so it's meant to hold on solid to what you have and protect what you have. The list in the chayis rice, people travel by night, and then you get stuff stolen and stuff lost and dangerous things. It's meant to consolidate and hold on. Hold on, stark, gather in an inn and just keep what you have. Keep what you have. Hold on, stark, and keep what you have. That's the nighttime period. Go to the base malayin, find an inn, settle down, pull your stuff close to you, gather all your stuff in a safe way, and hold on. The sun will yet shine, and you'll journey weiter, and you'll be able to expand again and go further. It's not the time to go further. So that's the Gemara that Lo'olam Yelech Adam Chitayv Yekanis Chitayv Yelech Chitayv. That's what Chazal is teaching us. The times of our life that are meant for expansiveness, to travel weiter, to acquire new, to add. That's an expansive time, and there are times of Lila when it's meant just to hold on to what you have, consolidate, bring close to you. You're not as expansive then. You're not. You're not keeping the same hours, the same things. You're not. 
going to new vistas, you're holding on to what you have and protecting. And that in the journey of life are both of these kufas, the period of day when you're expanding, periods of night when you're protecting and consolidating. That's the exact journey of a person that we have in all our lives and knowing how to use. There are people who try to travel by night and get all upset. They try to travel by night. They even compare the night to the day. You're not supposed, the night and day are very different. There's night and day. They each have a big functionality, but there's something called night and something called day. <coughs> like, oh man, I'm not doing as well, because you're doing great. You have to compare the night to the night. In the last night, I'm much better. Tonight, I'm much better. I have all my stuff gathered more safely. You have to compare nights to nights and days to days. And their period, our life is designed with night and day. By Only Shabbos has no night. All week, there's night and day. And there's a void of the night. The void of the night is finding in, rest comfortably, pull your stuff close together, gather everything. It's not the time to be expansive. Traveling, expanding, going weiter is meant for the daytime hours. The nighttime is gathering close, counting up what you have. In the difficult times, you could see what you've been kind of. What's yours? You go to your inn, you bring all your possessions, you make sure all the travelers are there, everything's there. You just have what you have. You're not expanding further, but you find out what you have in the night. It's very, very good. You make sure everything's there. That's the nighttime avoida, and that's what the Gemara Misachim says I wanted to share. Let's get right to say the You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including Mara Mekaymas on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS, that's 203-312-7427, or email info at shasilluminated.org.